How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 42 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today we are going to be talking a little bit more about uh, They Were A's. Um, so we got Ina Slaughter on deck today. Uh, he spent a year, well, a couple seasons with uh, the Kansas City A's. Um, didn't play a full season with the team, but he played parts of two, so we'll go with that. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about what uh, opening day means, uh, even though it's not opening day today. Um, you know, it's it was still supposed to be. And they're uh, airing a bunch of old baseball games uh, throughout the course of the day on ESPN and MLB Network and basically wherever you can watch baseball, uh, they have baseball games on. So, uh, you know, check out some highlights on that. And then uh, I got one mailbag question that I'm going to answer as well. So uh, before we get into that, as always, please follow us on social media at Locked On A's. You can follow me personally at by Jason B on Twitter. Uh, Locked On A's works for both Twitter and Instagram. And then uh, if you have mailbag questions, feel free to shoot us an email at lockedonathletics at gmail.com. Um, so that's uh, that's going to be the show for today, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, I'm trying to keep it quiet because my neighbor was like, hey, you guys are kind of loud at night. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Hey. I record a podcast, so I'm trying to whisper a little bit more. Um, so let me know if it is too quiet, and then I will just try and record earlier in the day, and we'll go with that. Um, all right, so Ina Slaughter, he was uh, he was number nine for the St. Louis Cardinals for years. And uh, just like Joe DiMaggio, he took three years off uh, in his prime to serve in World War II. And uh, I think that was his, 20, his age, 27, 28, and 29 seasons that he took off. Uh, so he played 26 and 30 and was serving in a World War II in between. So that uh, his number nine was retired by the Cardinals in 1996. And if you've played MLB The Show in any recent year, you've seen his face plastered on uh, on the outfield wall when you play in St. Louis. So uh, that's how I am. You know, I, I knew the name, but I'm like, oh yeah, Cardinals. That's, that's why. So uh, he was an eight. Yes, he was. Um, and also... My knowledge of the Kansas City A's, because it was a brief period of time, is a little limited. Um, unless you're talking about like, oh yeah, all the guys that came over to Oakland and the and won three world championships. There, there's crossover for sure, but the other guys, I'm just less knowledgeable about in general. So, uh, Ina Slaughter didn't know that he played for the Kansas City A's. That was legitimate, and I found that out today. So, uh, we're doing a little podcast about Ina Slaughter. Uh, he played with the Kansas City A's in 1955 and 1956. Those were his ages, uh, 39 and 40 seasons. Um, he was acquired in a deal with the New York Yankees, who he played for for just a brief period of time, um, before being traded back to the Yankees. Um, because every podcast revolves around trades with the Yankees, apparently. Um, as the old saying goes, the A's are the Yankees farm system. My grandpa used to say that all the time, and uh, that didn't. Still doesn't change sometimes. Uh, it's changed more. No, Sonny Gray was traded recently. Um, he didn't do well for them, though, so screw you, Yanks. Uh, anyways, so he was acquired in a trade with the Yankees for uh, Sonny Dixon, who was uh, 30 at the time. Enos Slaughter was 39. The A's also got another player in the deal who was in his late 30s. Um, both were much more accomplished than Sonny Dixon. And Sonny Dixon only pitched uh, four and a third innings for the Yankees, and then he retired. So uh, A's won that deal. I mean, I should probably give you Enos Lauder's stats as well. So uh, he played 199 games for the A's. He had 490 
uh, at bats in that period of time. He hit 302 uh, as his batting average. He had a, an 814 OPS and a 118 OPS plus. And, uh, and I mean, for a guy that was 39 slash 40 over those two seasons, uh, he was pretty close to what he was in his, not maybe not his prime, but, you know, his, over his accrued time with the St. Louis Cardinals, that's almost on par. He uh, had like a 126 OPS plus, so eight points be, uh, below. Uh, not bad for a guy that was aging and all of that. Um, and with the Yankees, he had like a 103 OPS plus. So he was definitely much better as a Kansas City athletic than he was a New York Yankee. Um, I mean, and that just goes without saying, because uh, again, screw the Yankees. And as has been the case with all of the other, they were A's uh, people uh, that we have talked about this week with DiMaggio and Ty Cobb and Tris Speaker and Shoeless Joe Jackson. Oh, no, not, not Shoeless Joe Jackson. My bad. Um, he didn't make it to the Hall of Fame, but everybody else has, including Enos Slaughter. And uh, he was basically known for his hustle approach at the plate and in the field and all of that stuff. Uh, he would get a walk, and he had a great eye at the plate. So uh, in his time with St. Louis, he had, I think, double the amount of walks to strikeouts, and that continued when he was with the, uh, the A's as well. Uh, his walks definitely outnumbered his strikeouts with the Yankees, but it wasn't quite double. But, uh, yeah, so he had a good eye at the plate, and he, when he would get a walk, he would run to first. So, you know, there's a little bit of Adam Rosales slash uh, Pete Rose did attribute his his hustling, his Charlie hustle, to uh, Enos Slaughter. That's where he got it from, and, you know, the timeline matches up, so uh, who's to question that? Um, so I guess we have him to blame for Pete Rose? And I guess the thing that really encapsulates his hustle, uh, Enos Slaughter, not Pete Rose, uh, was in the 1946 World Series. Yeah, 1946 World Series. He scored on a double in the uh, eighth inning. He was on first, and he just ran his ass off. And he scored the game-winning run in Game 7 of the World Series against the Red Sox. So uh, that's his big crowning achievement is winning the World Series for the St. Louis Cardinals in 1946. Uh, the videos are online, and it's actually kind of cool. Um, they're, I mean, they're short because all old-timey videos are sped up they're like on fast forward for some reason i don't know it they, they always look really weird like those ones of babe ruth where he hits a home run and then his little legs are moving really fast uh like it i don't what, what's their usual frame rate like a, a few it's a bunch as opposed to a few it's a bunch of frames per second as opposed to a few frames per second um so that's that um how, how do i run a podcast i don't know anything about technology <laughs> i made a tiktok today that was fun um, my, my goddaughter has TikTok and I also have TikTok now so I can keep an eye on her to make sure she's being good. And, uh, she's not. That's the fun of quarantine. I never go on TikTok and now I'm like, Hey, TikTok's actually kind of fun. And I have all these ideas for TikToks that I can make. Um, I will probably never make them because I, uh, again, suck at technology, new technology. I, I know like computers and stuff. And if you tell me what to do, I'm like, Oh, I got this. And then I figure it out and everything's fine. But, uh, you know, frame rate, like cameras, I'm not good at, uh, by any means, but, uh, let's get off of this. We're going to, we're take, take a quick break. I'm going to regather my thoughts and then, uh, then we'll do the mailbag question and talk a little bit about, uh, opening day in general, not necessarily today. 
Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you, ha you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale 2020. If you're looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for their durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every way and syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on you. But with Withings Body Plus, it gives you weight, full body composition, weight trend, and even a local weather report. The scale can support up to 8 users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at Withings.com for a very limited time. Go to Withings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com, backslash MLB, to get 25% off a Body Plus body composition scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com backslash MLB to get 25% off a Body Plus body composition scale. Okay, so today was supposed to be opening day for the baseball season, which is a day that we all circle on our calendar as soon as the last pitch in the World Series is thrown and the last hour is recorded. This is the day that we usually look forward to. Obviously, uh, there is a pandemic going on across the world, so that is not happening. And, uh, you know, it, it's for the best that it's not happening because of what is going on. Um, so take care of yourselves. Um, but, you know, opening day is a fun time for, you know, all of us baseball fans, whether it's, you know, rooting for the green and gold or just watching baseball in general. Um, you know, it, it's the beginning of the year for us sometimes. Um, it is for me. Um, cause this is mostly what I like to do in my, my downtime out at night and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, usually my opening day tradition is to go to opening day. Uh, at least it has been since 2012. Um, I've been an A's fan my whole life, but, uh, I really, I, I started paying more attention around, uh, like the Giambi days, uh, towards the end of the Mark McGuire days. And then, uh, I've been really paying attention since 2012. Uh, that was my first season with season tickets and, uh, yeah. So, and then my wife got into it and all that, and she does not, uh, mind me watching baseball, which I appreciate very much. Um, so usually with opening day, we try to get as many tickets as we can for friends and family. And, uh, it's just fun. Get, there's just like, when you walk into the ballpark, you get the smell of, you know, the fresh cut grass and the concessions and it feels like home. Um, and I know that people like to rag on the Coliseum, not people that listen to the podcast probably, but, uh, outsiders and they're like, Oh, that's a dump. I'm, I'm like, yeah, but that dump is my home. That's where I've watched baseball my entire life. And I like it here. So, Oh, well, um, will I be upset about a new ballpark? No. Will I be nostalgic and miss the Coliseum for damn sure? Yeah, I, I definitely will. Uh, maybe not the troughs in the men's room, but you know, I, I will miss the rest of it. Um, so this year for opening day or tomorrow today, uh, I'm recording this right before midnight, so I'm on the cusp. So today, Thursday, the 26th, um, I'm probably going to watch the Scott Hatterberg game that they're going to be airing on athletics.com or the Cut4 Twitter account. Uh, I'm not sure how that works, because again, technology. But uh, I'm pretty sure you just go into their feed, and follow them, and you'll see the little video at the top of Twitter. And uh, you can click on that and watch it from there. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Anyways, they're going to show the uh, the A's 20th win, consecutive win with the Scott Hatterberg uh, home run. You know that scene from Moneyball? 
Uh, it was based on real things, apparently. So that'll be fun. <laughs> so I'm going to watch that. It, it airs at 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So uh, adjust your clocks according to time zones accordingly. Um, yeah, and I'm going to watch that and probably do some laundry. It's going to be weird, but uh, I need socks. So I'm doing laundry tomorrow for sure. And I mean, it'll be weird watching a replay from like almost two decades ago. But uh, it, it was a fun moment in Ace history, and it'll be baseball. And that'll kind of fill that, that hole in the heart a little bit. Um, I mean, we all like to watch games to varying degrees. Uh, some of us see every single game, whether that's in the stands or on TV. Uh, some of us see a handful a week. Some of them watch them, you know, on the weekends when we're off of work or, you know, at dinner for a couple of hours and maybe not see the whole game. But, you know, you, you get your fix. Um but, you know, we're, we're all under the green and gold banner, which is what's important. And so is the baseball banner. Because um, we all just enjoy this silly little game. And for me, uh, opening day is kind of like Christmas. Where, uh, I mean, there's more disappointment involved in Christmas. Because uh, they've won one championship in my lifetime, which is fantastic. But I was four, and I remember the earthquake and not the World Series. So, uh, oh well. Um, but, you know... It, it's just, and that's just a baseball-wide thing, is that it feels like Christmas, where we get to have our thing, and we get to unwrap it, and then it slowly disappoints us over the course of summer. But, uh, you know, 29 fan bases will be disappointed, but it's the journey, and we invest so much time into each, each and every baseball season, and it's fun. And uh, it's how we want to spend our time. And it stinks that it doesn't start today, but hopefully we get to spend as much time in a a condensed period of time uh, as we can later in the year. So uh, so hopefully we're all, you know, staying indoors and washing our hands and doing what's recommended by the CDC so that we can, uh, we can get back to our spring routine. Um, I do have one Twitter question that came in right before we started recording, so I'm going to answer that one real quick, and then, uh, then we'll get out of here. This one comes from Coliseum Fell Territory. And they ask, would you rather shorten the season and end in October or have a full season and play a neutral site World Series in November? And uh, I, I know that I've said previously that I, I would hope that since the A's w are hoping to be competitive in 2020, that um, I would be able to see my first World Series game in Oakland. Um, but I mean, hopefully I can make some money and travel for a World Series game that the A's were playing in too. That'd be kind of cool. Um, so... I want to see as many baseball games played as possible because that would limit some of the randomness of the season. Um, as I've said before, the Giants were competitive into like July or August of last year, and uh, they were not a playoff caliber team. So the fewer games you play, and they didn't make it because they had to play the final two months. Um, so the fewer games you play, the more random teams like that you can get in there. Um, like who, who's a crappy team that might be okay? Like the, the White Sox. Uh, they're, they're still on the up and on the up and up, but they're not, they're probably not quite there yet. And, uh, you know, if it, a team like the A's or the Rays or, you know, a more deserving team, uh, goes into a two week slide or something like that. And the White Sox are just kind of playing okay. And like 500, um, that should do, do they deserve to be in? I mean, in the course of the season, yes, they were all, they're all playing the same amount of games and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. I would prefer to see the teams that are built for the 162 stretch make it over teams that are 
uh, excelling because of a smaller sample size or something like that. So I'd like to see as many games played as possible. Uh, I also don't want to see injuries. And so I, I go a little bit back and forth on this one because I want to see if, you know, Liam Hendricks wants to play double headers. Screw it, let him play double headers. But they're going to have to expand the rosters, I think, because you're going to see so many Tommy John surgeries if, uh, if there's a double header, like three double headers a week or something like that. Um, and then how does that work with the pitching rotations and all that stuff? Um, it would be a headache. And then teams that were built on depth would be doing okay. And the A's, I think, have a, a little bit of depth to weather that storm. Uh, the Astros would be in a little bit more trouble. The, the Angels would be in a little bit more trouble because uh, they don't have the depth in the rotation necessarily. Uh, the A's have young guys that are unproven, but you know they, they've got some stuff. Um, so, I mean, maybe they could push them up. We'll see. Um, so I think that I'd prefer to go into November as opposed to, you know, end in October. But at the same time, if you end in November and then start spring training again, like in February, there's that shorter rest period of time. Um, I'm not sure if that contributes to a higher number of injuries, uh, but that would be my, my main worry, um, if that were the case. Uh, because you don't want to ruin multiple baseball seasons just because you're trying to play as many games in one season as you can. So there, there's a lot of things that play in my head. Uh, I'd want to see you know, what the schedule would look like and all that stuff. Uh, they're talking about fewer off days and shortened uh, all-star break, which, you know, shorten the all-star break, that's fine, because uh, they're getting a few months off over here, and then uh, get a, a day or two less for the all-star break, that's fine. So that's my take. Give me more baseball. So what do you guys think? Would you rather have it, uh, a season end in October or November at a neutral site? Um, and how would that affect? Would you still go to the World Series if the A's were in it? Also, in a regular season, uh, what would you guys do for opening day? And what are you planning to do today for opening day? Um, I'm going to be on Twitter all day because my wife's going to work and I'm going to watch baseball. So uh, I'll be there. Let's have some conversations. You can find me at ByJasonB. Or the show is at Locked On A's on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, I will post some more Instagram stuff because uh, my wife's going to be at work and I'm going to be home alone all day. So, um, so I'll have plenty of time on my hands. Uh, feel free to reach out. We'll talk some baseball. It'll be a good time. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast: uh, Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, whatever. Um, and then uh, if you could leave us a rating and a review, that definitely helps with the, uh, the ad revenue and getting me all that green um, and gold. Ooh, green and gold. That does work, actually. Hey, I'm keeping that in. Um, all right, so that's going to be it for today. Uh, follow us on social media, rate the show, and then uh, look for us on Twitter because uh, it's opening day, sort of. Um, stay inside and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk with you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.